I'm Tommy Salmons. This is Year Zero. Facebook asking what people's opinions are on abortion the other day. Some interesting conversation pieces came up. And I had I had mentioned that I think the entire argument is backwards, as should come to no surprise to anybody. Because When you, when you involve government in any aspect of life, whether it be marriage or business or abortion, healthcare, um, banking, school, education, personal choices lifestyle choices, you are essentially limiting the argument and the discussion to a binary discussion to where you're either on the side of government intervention or you're not. And therefore, if you choose to be especially in the abortion argument, if you choose to be on the side of no government intervention, you are automatically an enemy to the young and to the unborn. And as much as I can sympathize with the pro-life stance. I think it is extremely mistaken in its tactics. And as much as I can sympathize with the pro-choice stance, I think they are unfair in their assessment of pro-lifers. So I wanted to do at least part of an episode on abortion and what I think or how best I think the discussion could move forward in a more productive manner.
when you when you trace back the abortion topic, it does indeed trace back to eugenics programs. And there is an element of racism to the founding of clinics like Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood in particular. But in modern America, racism has very little part to play in the abortion topic. I believe it's much more of a class division than a race division. And looking at Marxist politics, the one the one thing I tend to agree with Marxists on is the existence of class. Now, I don't emphasize it as strongly as they do because I don't think it's broken up into near as many parts as they do. I know they mentioned the bourgeois and the proletariat, but then within that you have all these subdivisions and, and uh, exterior groups. And I think it's it's much easier to um, divide than, than in this way. And um, I'm going to I'm going to attempt to explain that. I've attempted to explain it several times in the past, but I I want to attempt to classify these, these groups. And I think the best classification I've ever heard is the ruling class versus the working class. Now, working class does not mean blue collar. It doesn't even mean you have a job. You may be a dependent on the ruling class, living off of entitlement programs, welfare. But the ruling class, and by the ruling class, I mean bankers, corporations, CEOs, politicians, bureaucrats, law enforcement. And by the working class, I mean citizens, everybody else. Within the ruling class, you may have class divisions financially. You know, example would be Um, an elementary teacher versus um, a corporate CEO. But they all fall on the same side of the aisle in essence and empowering the state and empowering government and in limiting your options, your choices to the chosen narratives 
that are laid before you. And in the working class, you have anything from small business owners, entrepreneurs, inventors, to welfare moms, illegal immigrants. These are, you're, you're all the same. You're not viewed through the same lens as the ruling class. Those that work for the state, the postal workers, the DMV, the firefighters, the teachers, the police officers, the FBI, the CIA. These are the people that live off the public dole, welfare whores, to be more specific. <clears throat> and when you allow the ruling class to involve itself in your daily life on any subject, you lose choice. And freedom, liberty, is all about choice. The more choice you have, the more freedom that you are exercising. You, you can choose what job you, you have, what career you go into. You can choose what kind of car you drive, which phone company to use. But you don't get to choose which laws apply or don't apply, whether or not you pay taxes and how much. To ignore a police officer or a politician's dictates, you don't have these choices. These choices are taken from you. Under the rubric of law and order and civility and keeping the peace and yada, yada, yada. And abortion is no different. Abortion, you have been painted into a corner into which you are on one of two sides. You are either pro-life or pro-death. You are either for women's choice or against women. You're not allowed to look at the gray area, find the nuance, and have honest conversations. If you're a man, you're not supposed to have an opinion. If you're a woman, you're supposed to cheer abortion. And that's that. You're not, it's, there's no binary here. I mean, there's no nuance here. It's only a binary. You're either sexist or pro-death. That's it. Those are your choices. You can be one of the two. You're not allowed to fall anywhere else on the spectrum. And I reject that. 
I reject the categories that we are told we are allowed to fall into. So I wanted to take a little bit of a different approach when looking at abortion. So I started thinking about the libertarian party in itself. And this is a subject that libertarians are divided on. And so I'm allowed, I can feasibly look at just that small sample size and the arguments laid forward through the libertarian angle and not worry about whether or not I am pro-death or sexist. I don't have to even consider those two variables in this conversation. I can simply look at it and say, okay, libertarians do not want government involved in their health care. Now, all prenatal care is health care. You are going to a doctor regularly for checkups. So that right there tells me, okay, no matter what my personal views on abortion are, I have to take a step back and look at this. Now, is this a different type of health care than any other kind of health care? Yes, it is, obviously. But it is health care. And is abortion limited to one act? Well, no, it's not. Usually when we think of abortion... We're thinking of aborting the fetus. But what if we change the subject to aborting the pregnancy? At the moment, people get up in arms when you take a, talk about late-term abortions. When you talk about an abortion at eight months or nine months, people are disgusted because the conversation is around aborting the fetus, not aborting the pregnancy. But if the abortion argument were framed around you can only abort the pregnancy after the fetus is deemed viable outside the womb, would you not turn abortion clinics into a, uh, early adoption programs, early adoption agencies? To where families could come and adopt uh, an infant at a very, very early stage in life and raise that infant? Would this not be something that the market may offer if government were to remove itself from this aspect of our life? Would you not be able to open 
family planning facilities next to abortion clinics to give an option to those women that feel like they're so desperate that they must abort a fetus? Wouldn't the market not allow for you to open family education centers next to abortion clinics in which they may visit? After a visiting Planned Parenthood, they walk into the family planning center and find out more of their options. But people don't want to have these conversations because they want to frame it as, well, the government either makes it illegal or legalizes it. Well, no, it's not the government's choice. It's not the government's decision. It's not the government's place. If there is a 16-year-old girl who's a drug addict and tests HIV positive, are we going to call her a murderer for having an abortion? Or are we going to sympathize with her and try to educate her on the availabilities of different technologies, different sciences, different medications, different ways of life that could assist her moving forward? Are we just going to abandon her and allow her to feel alone? Maybe she's a runaway that's been prostituting since the age of 13 due to really bad family circumstances. These are real life scenarios. These are real life instances. And we have to take a step back and not judge the people that feel cornered because they feel like they only have a binary choice. I have to have this child and raise it or I have to kill it. And that's a choice laid forward by government. If you removed the government from the decision-making process, excuse me, excuse me, then you open up nuance discussions. You open up the market to find solutions to the problems. See, because since the beginning of this nation, of this country, of the United States, There has been a a piety that has been spread culturally through the government education system. And the belief that you can use state power to force this piousness onto every individual in the country. But it's never proven to work. It hasn't worked any better than the war on drugs. And speaking of the war on drugs, as a libertarian, I am against the war on drugs. I am against the enforcement of nonviolent crime. 
Now, does this allow for the morning after pill? Is that not a drug? And I know some people will say, well, it's hurting another being. But this being is in this situation is not viable. And actually, there is it takes six days for conception to take place. So if you take it the morning after sex, killing the egg, is that not a viable option? Is that not the same thing as wearing a condom or taking birth control? And if somebody were using a spermicide or a contraceptive of some sort and still wound up pregnant, would that not entitle that person to an abortion for contraceptive measures? The problem here, well... The problem is twofold, in my opinion. The problem is we've involved government into live, our lives on such uh, an intimate level in the spreading of cultural piety or the attempt to spread cultural piety that We've dumbed ourselves down to where we don't think about these things, don't have the difficult discussions in honest ways. I have five kids. It's obviously obvious what my choice is when it comes to abortion or pregnancy, right? But to be educated on the subject in a really in-depth, detailed manner, I am not. And why is that? Well, because I didn't have to be. My choices were, made, were set out, laid out before me. I didn't have to know the science behind a child to have a child or abort a child. I just knew that I had a choice. I could raise a kid, I could have children, or I could abort the children. One of the two. But whenever it's such a massive decision and such a responsible decision, such an emotional decision, how can you only be allowed to two choices on such important decisions. And the reason is, is because government's involved. If you remove government from the, from the discussion, you create a situation in which the family and the community must be more involved, must be more educated. 
must be more interested in what's going on in their community. You're, you allow for nonprofit education centers to open up next to abortion clinics. You remove subsidies for abortions and for clinics. And you don't have the concern of government further involving itself in your health care. Because if it can tell you that you are or are not allowed to carry a child to term, despite any kind of health concerns that may take place in the process, then can they not decide when you or your family members are no longer eligible to be cared for? And I know a lot of people don't like the slippery slope argument, but it is in fact the what we've experienced just in our lifetimes alone is allowing government to involve itself in our personal lives has led to less liberty, less freedom. They now believe they can police everything within your life because they, by their belief system, you are incapable of making educated decisions on your own. So when you view the abortion argument and you come at it philosophically and say it's murder, does that translate pragmatically to alleviating what you see as the problem? And in my opinion, the problem exists due to the amount of government allowed to dictate these things. If it was set forth at a state level, a city level, a municipality level, per city block, in a, among, amongst a family, would you be as concerned? And would you be able to feel like you can make more of a difference on a regional scale or a local scale than you could at the federal level? When you see that something like 90% of the abortion clinics are set up in impoverished neighborhoods? Doesn't it make you wonder if as middle class 
or upper class citizens, more time should be spent in they, those neighborhoods educating, offering options, solutions, rather than just judging and casting these people aside as evil. See, because the abortion argument isn't much different than the drug argument. It's not much different than the marriage argument. All of these things carry emotional burdens. Every one of us knows someone who suffered with drug addiction. But due to, should that person be locked in a cage surrounded by violent offenders due to putting a substance into their own body? When you see mandatory minimum sentences of 25 years for possession of a substance, yet child molesters get anywhere from 2 to 10 are you really pro-life? Are you really standing up for the innocent? The children? <clears throat> when women and children are dying by the hundreds due to United States intervention overseas... Is, are any of you really caring about the lives of children? Framing the argument in such a way that it's not about piety and cultural control over others and more about education and the regeneration of the family unit that has been destroyed either intentionally or as an unintended consequence of government intervention in family life is probably going to be the most effective way of spreading liberty in celebrating life. And I don't think that it is beneficial for people that have spent 15,000 hours of indoctrinated time in government school that decide, well, my choices are to raise a child or have an abortion. It is not beneficial to call them murderers. What is beneficial is to offer them other solutions. And solutions that don't seem as rigorous or disastrous for the child as the foster care system. 
solutions that are inexpensive and reflect the technological advancements of science and the medical profession. Now, soon I, I would expect we'll live in a world with artificial wombs and the quote-unquote cluster of cells may be removed and entered into these artificial wombs and plugged into the matrix and they'll never actually live a real life. They'll be in a computer simulation. And that's that. You'll have these eggs hatching with, you know, 17, 18-year-old fully educated adults coming out and entering the workforce and there will be no children to watch and to care for and that will be that. But until we enter that brave new world, I just suggest we think about the tactics, how pragmatic it is to just say abortion is murder and how best to cure a system a contagion that has infested all of our lives and has convinced the mass majority of citizens that it is a necessity and only offers binary choices. Just thought I would share that opinion on the abortion topic on the a narrative surrounding abortion I'm sure none of y'all are surprised that I have a different point of view but eh, I'm Tommy Salmons late <laughs>